Hey gorgeous, if you want success on your fertility journey, you've got to have the mindset for it. It's time to kick fear, negativity, doubt, shame, jealousy, and the whole clown car of low vibe fertility journey BS to the curb. I'm your host, Roseanne Austin, fertility mindset master, former prosecutor and recovering type A control freak perfectionist. I use the power of mindset to get pregnant naturally and have my baby boy at 43, despite years of fertility treatment failure. I help women across the globe beat the odds on their fertility journey just like I did. Get ready for a quick hit of confidence, joy, feminine badassery, and loads of hell yes for your fertility journey. It's time to get fearless, baby, fearlessly fertile. Let's do this. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fertile Podcast, episode 262. Are your values blocking your fertility success? Seven values that spell disaster for baby making. Hey loves, I am super excited to be here with you this week as we take on a topic that I think is really important, especially when we are getting to the end of the first quarter of this year. I mean, can you believe it? We are already in March and it's like, where did the year go? And I want to bring your attention to the fact that it is 100% possible that you currently hold values that contradict your desire for success on this journey. Now, I totally get that there's going to be part of you that's like, oh, come on, Roseanne, I'm throwing my back out for this baby. I'm doing everything. Well, it's awesome that you're doing, quote unquote, everything. I don't know anyone who actually does everything, right? We, we all hold back somewhere. Yet we love to say that we're doing everything because it makes us feel a little more justified in our victimhood. Yeah, I'm calling that out. But in any event, Chances are, and and look, this is true for everybody at some level, that we have values, if we're not careful, that can be in conflict with what we say that we desire. So I thought one of the most loving, awesome, kind, and generous things I can possibly do is to share some of those with you so that you can take a look around your life and see where you might be currently engaging in some of those values or holding some of those values and not even recognizing the impact that they're having on your success as you live this journey. So I'm listing these in no particular order. You may find that you hold all of these values or maybe you just hold one. It doesn't matter. The the number is not like you have to be holding all of these to be fucking yourself over. You might have one of these and do a damn good job at at sabotaging yourself with it. In any event, if you identify that you have some of these values, just listen carefully to what I'm sharing here and then kick it around in your own life. None of this is about making you a bad person or suggesting that there's something fucking wrong with you if you hold these. You get to have whatever fucking values you want. The better question always is, are the values that I hold dear conducive to my success, right? Are they bringing me closer to the success that I claim that I want? That's always the smartest inquiry here. And if you hold all of these values and you're like, oh my gosh, my life is fucked. No, it's not. It's not. You may just have to make some modifications to the way that you allow these values to be expressed in your life, especially on this journey. So None of this is a 911 kind of scenario, but it is a wake up call for you to take a look at the way that you're living your life 
or the quality of the decisions you're making in light of the values that you hold. So let's talk about the first value that can be blocking your fertility success. And again, this is not in any particular order. But number one, not making mistakes. I, and this is one that is probably going to challenge you in the way that it challenged me because growing up in my house, like making mistakes was basically not okay. And then we also learn those things, not just in our homes, but we are certainly not rewarded for making mistakes of any kind in school, right? Unless you went to like a super uber crunchy hippie school. And I say that with love. I mean, chances are your ass got you know, straight up checked if you were making mistakes, whether it's correcting uh, your homework with a bright red pen or, you know, getting called out in class because your your answer was wrong. I mean, that happens to us even as adults in, in college, university and in our professional training. We often grow up in societies where making a mistake, I mean, straight up people will ostracize you. I mean, We live in a freaking cancel culture, at least in the United States. I don't know if that's true outside the United States because I live in the United States. But if your opinion is different than other people's, you've got this this mob coming after you to try to cancel your ass. So if you're currently holding the value of not making mistakes or being perfect, even if perfect isn't exactly the word that you would describe it, but you're striving for perfection. Uh, that can absolutely sabotage your success on this journey because very rarely are conditions exactly textbook perfect. And even when they are, that doesn't guarantee success on this journey. Sometimes the most imperfect circumstances are, in fact, the perfect circumstances that create an openness within us for getting and staying pregnant. Now, As an interesting offshoot to all of this, like we can be so terrified of making mistakes, but we can actually be more terrified of getting help, which is crazy, right? Like, do you see how that's like a snake eating its tail? It's just circular. This idea of, oh, I can't make any mistakes, but if I go out and get help or if I go out and get coaching on this, it must mean that I'm like such a terrible fuck up that I even need help or that my situation is so bad that I had to reach out beyond my own medicine chest to get help. I mean, it's so freaking insane what we do to ourselves. Like, we can't make mistakes. And heaven forbid, if you make a mistake and you actually try to correct it by getting yourself help, you're somehow less than. Do you see how fucked up that is? Okay. So I hope you can see how, at least at a very surface level here, I mean, look, the idea of not making mistakes and how much that can fuck up your life is so huge. Like, I could do an entire episode on that. But suffice it to say, if you currently hold the value of not making mistakes or being perfect, chances are you're fucking yourself over on this journey in one way or another. Now, the next value that can be absolutely destructive to your success on the fertility journey is saving money. Now, let me share what I mean by that. Look, having a baby has got to be right up there with top life events, but we treat it as if it's just a budget line item, okay? And that's where you can't possibly use the standard ideas about money 
when we're talking about something that is not one of the like predictable standard expenses that may show up in our fucking lives. We're talking about the heart-based, biological, spiritual, just everything about what it means to be human desire that you may have going, you know, on in your heart, mind, and body for this baby. You cannot treat having a baby in the same way that you would treat budgeting for a fucking car. This is a freaking life event. This is a calling in your heart. So many people like freak out about how much of an investment they have to make when it comes to supporting their success on the fertility journey. And I've done loads of episodes on this, but until you see that this is not that, meaning this baby is not the same as a car, you're going to have a hard time like wrapping your mind around the kind of financial resilience you're going to have to build on this journey, okay? So somebody may say that spending $60,000 on a car, that's fucking outrageous, you know? You might, ha- you might have people around you or maybe you were raised in an environment where that is judged. So people will take $60,000 and act as if that is the same, like, it, like it's an apples to apples comparison with a fucking baby. You know, people will go, oh my God, I can't believe you spent that much on that. It's like, hey, I will do whatever it takes to make my dream come true, right? So you've got to get into the place where strictly saving money and using the yardstick that the average person would use when determining what you will invest on this journey is like no longer part of your lexicon. You just can't. It's really interesting to me. I was having a conversation with uh, a really just a longstanding mentor of mine, and we were talking about the law and my work as a prosecutor and some of the crazy things that come up, particularly around the practice of law when it comes to criminal law. We were talking about how there are some people who would rather, instead of going out and hiring the best defense attorney they can, okay, let's say $15,000, $20,000 as a retainer, They'd rather do the time. And it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? This is your freedom. You'd rather do a couple years in prison than go spend $20,000 on an attorney that can help you either beat those charges or reduce your exposure in prison? Like, are you fucking kidding? Like, so when you think about it, things like that in those terms, you know, like having a baby, your freedom, all this stuff, those are things you cannot put a price on. So if you are solely stuck in the value of saving money, you are in deep doo-doo on this journey because nobody knows. Nobody knows what it's going to take for you to get to where you want to go. You have no clue the kind of support that you may need. And if you are just strictly adhering to some fucking budget line item, sister, you may miss the boat. And as you may have heard me say in the past, and I'll say it again here because it is that important, there is nothing more expensive than regret. If it's important to you to save money, like save it in other places. Go buy the fucking cheap toilet paper if it's that important to you. But if you're cutting corners on this journey, you're you're really setting yourself up for heartbreak. Now, if there's part of you that still resists me on this subject, think about how much you torture yourself about not starting your family earlier, okay? And that's totally made up, right? You got to understand that you waited for 
the right time to meet the right partner, all that good stuff. But think about how much you beat yourself up over something like that. Just wait until you start beating yourself up over money. The easiest thing to go out and get, okay? You cannot fix the time issue. Money, easy. All right. And if you're being triggered by like me saying earning money is easy, well, you know that you've got a money story and your money story is going to block you on this journey. Okay. So nothing's for free. And the things that matter most to us tend to end up costing us the most, but they are also the most worth it. All right. So get the help that you desire. Don't cut corners. There is nothing worse than regret, especially when it comes to this. Now, the next value that's kind of related, but it's different is if you value need versus want, okay, here's what I mean by that. You only allow yourself to have what you quote unquote need, not what you want. Now, the reason why this is so dangerous and why this doesn't line up with success is success is a desire. It's a want, right? The only needs we have as human beings are food, water, shelter, right? Everything beyond that is a desire. And if you're trapped in a very locked up, uh, constricted mindset of, you know, I'm only going to get what I need, right? You're constantly in survival mode. You're never in creation mode. You're just trying to survive. And all of that is entirely something that you are creating for yourself, okay? There are people that come to the United States all the time with fucking nothing, and they build these incredible things, All right. That is desire. Need is simply food, water, shelter. And if you want to succeed in just about anything, you've got to get beyond the basics. So when you are trapped in, you know, I only I'm only going to focus on what I need, not what I want or desire. You are no longer in the creative process. You are in mere survival and you've got to do something smarter than just survive on this journey. You've got to be creative. You've got to lead with your heart. And you have to understand the value of desire. Anyone who has created anything worthwhile in this lifetime did so based on desire. And you, if you want any kind of success, I mean, think about it, even your education, all of these things, those came from desire. That wasn't just about need. So you have got to stop speaking, you know, this nonsense of, oh, I don't need that. I don't need that. Saying things like that, it's not smart. It's not intelligent, and it's certainly not resourceful. It is just reiterating a broken down pattern of staying stuck in survival. If you want to succeed, you're going to get the fuck out of need, and you're going to focus on desire. The next value that can fuck you up on this journey is an overcommitment to the timeline. And here's what I mean. If I don't have a baby by 40, my life is over. Or, oh my gosh. Everybody else is two and three kids and I'm just starting. Oh, my God, I'm the old mom. Okay, so here's the thing with this. Somewhere, somehow, somebody told us the fairy tale that by the time we're 40, we're supposed to have our shit together, have our kids, have our family, our homes, our, you know, shiny cars. We've made a million dollars and we've cured cancer. Okay, I, you know, I I think it's really sick and twisted that we live by these arbitrary timelines. And most of the time, those timelines are propagated by people who live very average lives. And I don't say that in a judgmental or elitist way, but it's just fucking average, right? 
Like if you've spent much of your adult life working on your profession, uh, something that you really care about, well, necessarily a lot of those quote unquote milestones would be pushed further out. Okay. Just because you have been putting your attention on something else. And maybe you didn't get married or have a partner up until this point in your life or, you know, shit, maybe you're you've been on tour, you know, doing all kinds of crazy shit or you've been lecturing at different universities, doing different things like you can't use average measures when your life is kind of above average. okay? and I'm willing to guess that if you're listening to this podcast you kind of don't live like everybody else, okay? Not like everyone else is wrong or less than. You just took a different path, right? You hear all the women that show up on my podcast, and regardless of their profession, their education, these are women who are out shaking it up in their lives in various ways. Chances are you are too. So when we value other people's timelines over our own and don't account for nuance and difference in our lives, we create a scenario where we are comparing ourselves with a timeline that actually cares not one iota for our uniqueness. It doesn't take any of our uniqueness, unique circumstances, unique desires into account. So we're holding ourselves to this false measure of where we, quote unquote, should be. And as a woman who thinks and who gets to create her experience at any given time, I really encourage you to think about reevaluating that value. Maybe your new value is going to be, hey, I get there when I get there. And what other people are doing, what other people have done really has nothing to do with me. It's really about adopting a new value that says my timeline matters. Everyone else's timeline, that's great for them. Totally love them. They're super amazing. I'm super happy for them. But this is my timeline because this is my particular reality. So let go of the timeline constraints. The fifth value that can be out of sync and contradictory to your success is the value of holding other people's opinions with higher regard than your own. Said another way is you care more about what other people think than what you think. And I know, I know that you're a very independent, think for yourself kind of woman. But look, sometimes this shit is so deep under the surface that we don't even realize the degree to which somebody else's opinion has seeped in. And sometimes this can be so transparent to us right? Like it's, it's like a ghost slipping into the room. We have no idea that it's even happening, especially when it comes to the people that we love and the people that we spend the most time with. So this is one that you, you got to address. You got to address really quick. I mean, I have heard women like practically weeping on calls with me about how badly they want this baby. But when it comes to making a decision about moving forward and doing the things that they need to do or that they've identified that they want to do in order to transform the way they think on this journey and to change their behavior so they can get different results, that if their partner is not on board or their partner can't understand why they want to do something, that they just quit. 
right? It, it, it's really heartbreaking. And that kind of dovetails into the next value that can fuck up your success. And I'll get to that in a moment. But I really want you to take some inventory here, like truly take inventory of the degree to which other people's opinions are currently weighing on you or could persuade you to not stay the course. This is so important because sometimes people will hold the opinions of their families, their friends, their partner above their life's calling. And I know that this is not easy. I'm not suggesting that we're all robots and we can just cut people off. But you have to understand that those people around you are living their lives and they are living their dreams. And it has nothing to do with you. And and what you do in your life has no bearing on whether or not they choose to be happy in theirs. Sometimes the people closest to us are the most toxic to our dreams. And it's not because they're bad people. It's because when you change, that forces them to change in some way. They have to change their opinion of what you're doing. They have to, they might have to look at their own lives and see how they're not living their dream. You know, it changes cause a ripple effect. But if you want to win on this journey, you've got to have the courage to shake shit up. And you know what? Like, Another thing is, is you may just be making up that you're, the people around you are not going to care about you if they find out that you did 10 rounds of IVF or they're going to think that you're a fucking lunatic or they're going to lose respect for you. Like, hey, if somebody loses respect for you because you have the fucking ovaries to live your dreams and shake your ass and do whatever the hell it takes to bring this baby here, you might want to reflect on whether or not you want that person in your life, right? And, you know, by the same token, I really encourage you to not sell the people around you short. Like, if you think that people are going to judge you and they may, you know, may not be friends or you may not have the same strong connection with your family once they find out you want to use a donor egg or whatever the fuck it is, you've got to th- get the information. Like, don't make that up, right? Like, you, you could be totally creating a kabuki theater in your head and not giving these people the benefit of the doubt. And just to have some certainty, you'd rather paint them as villains instead of finding out what's actually true. Or maybe even having hard conversations about what you actually need and how you wanted to be treated as you live this journey. So there's certainly some complexity there, but you got to get to the point that your opinion is more valued than the opinions of others within yourself. And that's not selfish. That is, frankly, commitment to your life's purpose. And that's not always convenient. The sixth value that can be out of alignment with your success on this journey is hanging your self-worth on your work. Hanging your self-worth on your work, ladies. And what I mean by that is so many of us were raised to think that if we are not constantly working, or we aren't working hard at something, then we haven't earned the good that we desire in our lives. And I see women day in and day out. And look, you know what? I work with lovably type A control freaky professional women, like even if they're not exactly type A, but hard workers, overachievers, women out there making a difference in the world. And 
So many of us that are wired this way are looking for self-esteem outside of us. And the first place we look is our work, right? If I put in a good, long, hard day's work, I must be worth something. And yeah, I mean, I'm not here saying that we shouldn't be out there making a difference and really putting out excellence, but there's a huge difference between believing at your core that you are valuable regardless if you're working hard at something or not. And here's another twist to this. When you value hard work, you will make easy things hard. Now, pay attention to what I just said, because it is a like it's an evil pattern that we can get into on this journey if we're not careful. We will take easy, simple things, overthink them, get overwrought, get overwhelmed and do all kinds of crazy shit because somewhere we learned that if it is not hard, then we haven't earned it or that we have it's not good enough. We are not good enough. Unless you suffer, you have not earned the thing. This is a terrible, 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 terrible pattern that we get into on this journey and in our lives as women. And I really hope that if you take nothing else from this particular episode, notice where you might be doing this in your life. It is toxic. It's misogynistic. It's, it, it's just terrible, okay? I encourage you to take a long look at what your self-esteem is based upon. If it is only based upon your accomplishments and you can't look yourself in the mirror and say, I fucking love you, you are balls," regardless of what you accomplished in the past year or what you have accomplished in your lifetime, then this is an area for you to put some attention because what you will do to yourself on this journey is burnout, overwork, overcomplicate, and do so many things that can be blocking your success. And sometimes the power move on this journey isn't to do more. It's to do less extremely well. (laughs) It's not about doing all the things. It's about doing the right things for you. And until you break out of that pattern, you won't know what those things are. Now, the final value that I'm going to be talking about here, there's tons of other values. This is not an exhaustive list, just like I have not presented these in any particular order. This is not an exhaustive list, but these are some of the values that I see most consistently. But trust me, there are myriad other ones. And I just wanted to keep this episode to under... 30 minutes if I could. I'm not promising that I will. It's going to be close. But the seventh value that can conflict with your success on this journey is the idea that relationships have no conflict. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of times women on this journey will find or feel, at least feel, okay, it's not always true, but they will at least have the impression that they want this baby more than their partner does. And they'll get to a place where there is conflict that starts to come up and they value or at least they hold the value that relationships shouldn't have conflict. And if there's conflict in a relationship, it means that the relationship is falling apart. It's going to be over soon and they don't want that. So running around with the idea that there is no conflict in relationships can put you in a position where you will shut the fuck up and not 
be honest about what's real for you and what's true for you and what your desires are. And this causes you to potentially put yourself in a position where you will give up on the dream just to keep the fucking peace. Peace at any price. Like, this is what I see some women do. And or they're afraid to push their partner a little bit farther and and get a firm commitment from them about, hey, you know what? I am down AF for this baby and I'm going to do whatever the fuck it takes. Are you with me? Right. They won't even have that kind of conversation like that. What I just said would like send them through the roof. And I'm not saying that this is the only way to approach this subject. But if you hold the value that relationships don't have conflict and if you have conflict, somebody's going to leave then you're more likely to sit on truth and deny your partner the opportunity to hear what's real for you. And then you know what happens after that? Fucking resentment. And there is nothing that will torpedo a relationship like festering resentment. You're better off being honest with somebody up front. Hey, dude, like this is what I want. I'm putting it out there on the table because this means everything to me. I love you. I want to find out if you're on board with me with this. Like I'm not mad at you. I'm not going to be holding this against you. This is not going to be awful, but you need to know what's important to me. And you've got to love yourself enough to get to the place where you have let go of the hallmark, like infantile high school idea that relationships do not have conflict or that if there's conflict, that everything's falling apart and you don't want that. So you get to the point where you don't say shit. All right. That will make you want to strangle your partner. And let's not do that. Like, let's we're focusing on fertility, not homicide, okay? Like, we don't want that in anyone's relationship. I want you to be happy. Like, my prayer for you is to be happy. And sometimes being happy requires you to do hard shit, all right? And that might be, in your case, telling the fucking truth and getting beyond this idea that relationships do not have conflict. Now, let me be really clear. This extends to your friendships. This extends to your familial relationships as well, not just your intimate relationship. People need to know. People need to know. And if you if you are in relationships where you can't have conflict or people gang up on you or people give you the silent treatment or whatever infantile garbage can be going on in your in the state of your relationships, this has got to be something that you take a look at. Because if you hold the value that I can't have conflict or conflict is scary or conflict is dangerous, then the person who actually suffers is going to be you because you'll back the fuck down. Because the little girl inside of you is going to feel unsafe when there is conflict. And so she'll just shut down. You will shut down. And then all of a sudden you're giving up on yourself on this journey. And then you wonder why 10 years from now you're so fucking miserable. Because you gave up on you. That's a big one. That's a big one. That might be slightly heavy and we're like way over 30 minutes. But anyway, I hope you're like, I really want you to take this information and really ask yourself of these seven values. And again, as I said before, this is not exhaustive, but these are some of the critical ones that if you're not careful, you can find yourself in conflict with those values because success on your journey may take you in a direction that is slightly different than these values. And most of the time, we don't ever stop to ask if our values are our own or are they just the last vestiges or the remnants of old shit? And we've never really stopped to ask ourselves if that's what we really value. 
So there's nothing wrong in and of themselves with these values. You always want to ask yourself, though, is holding on to these values going to get me what I want? Okay. And just another quick rundown. If you hold the value of not making mistakes, saving money, focusing on needs versus desires, the timeline constraints, other people's opinions, having to be 100% in agreement, you know, in your relationships, there can't be conflict and work is where you get your self-esteem. Any of those values, like you want to be careful with them, okay? Because on the outside, they kind of sound good, but that's where you're getting misled, okay? That's where the propaganda happens. And, And I don't know exactly who's propagating it, but it's out there because so many of us have it. Take a look at these seven values, see how they're operating in your own life, and then ask the smart question, are these working for me? Is this the way that I actually want to live? Do any of these values need to be retooled in my life? Always ask from a place of love. None of this is an indictment. None of this is you're wrong and you're an asshole if any of these things apply to you. I'm going to guess, educatedly, that the vast majority of the women listening to this, hundreds of thousands, if not millions around the world, are probably nodding their heads to a few of these, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. What you're going to do to make this right is to sit with this and ask yourself, do these work for me? And if they don't, what are the values that I choose as a loving, big-hearted, intelligent, intuitive, amazing woman who is about to be a mother What are the values I choose? What are the values that I consciously choose to help me create the success I truly desire on this journey? So that's what I have for you this week, my loves. And there's no question in my mind that at some level, this is going to rattle you. And I hope rattle you in an amazing way. We are coming to the end of Q1 by the time you listen to this, the first quarter of 2024. If you have given up on your New Year's resolutions and if you find yourself in a place where you have not exactly kept your promises or maybe you're more confused than you've ever been about what to be doing on this journey and you look around and you're like, my mindset is shot. I told myself at the beginning of the year I'd read that crazy lady's book and I'd do all this stuff, but you're not actually following through. Then you know what? It's not a big deal, but it is important that if you're serious about success this year, positioning yourself to have a baby in your belly or in your arms by the end of the year or pretty damn close to it, it's time to do something about it. And in just a couple weeks, we are kicking off the Fearlessly Fertile live world tour. So if you have not registered yet and submitted uh, your request for an invitation and all the information associated with that, we're asking everybody to do us the courtesy of letting us know that you're coming, uh, go to the link tree in my Instagram, or we're going to drop a link to that registration page in the show notes. Uh, if you're on my list, you're, you would have gotten notification about this already. But we are going to be hitting the road in just a couple of weeks. Our first stop on the tour is going to be March 21st in the San Francisco Bay Area. We're going back to my old stomping grounds. Super excited about that. 
and I'm so excited to be meeting with you in person. I want to hug as many mamas-to-be as I can. We're going to be doing readings from the books. I'm going to have hot seats. It's going to be exciting. And I just am so delighted to have the opportunity to meet everybody in person and and really be in the energy of women who are looking to be fearless and fertile on this journey. So make sure that if you are interested in meeting up with us as we make our stops through North America, that you are signing up for that. It is my gift to you. It's completely free. Uh, but we want to make sure that we we know who's going where. So make sure that you get that signed up and, and all that good stuff. And the team is going to take really good care of you. Now, if you know that it's time for you to make a change, my Fearlessly Fertile Method program is for women who intend to get pregnant in the next 12 months and say hell yes to covering their bases, mind and body. Because there is more than just treatment, diet, lotion, potions, and all that stuff on this journey. You are the foundation of your success. Your brain is portable and it is going everywhere with you. You have to make it work for you. The mind and body work together. And as you've heard me say earlier this year as well, I have a goal of helping 100,000 women have 100,000 babies. And if you want to be one of them, go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com and apply for an interview there. I'll also be clear, as I've been saying all year, I only work with women that are actually committed to success. If you are somebody who is absolutely clear that she wants to be a mom and that you want to do this in the next 12 months, then definitely sign up because I am on a mission. I am on a mission to help as many women as I can. Like, look, if you care more about your excuses than you do your success, don't bother. I have such a huge goal of helping women. I only have time to work with women that are absolutely committed to success. So again, go to my website, www.frommaybe2baby.com and apply for an interview there. My methodology has helped women around the world make their mom dreams come true. Their results speak for themselves. And if you don't have a mindset for success in this journey, baby, you got to gape and hole in your strategy. Let's fix that shit and set you up for success. Till next time, change your mindset, change your results. Love this episode of the Fearlessly Fertile podcast? Subscribe now and leave an awesome review. Remember, the desire in your heart to be a mom is there because it was meant for you. When it comes to your dreams, keep saying hell yes.